Do you know what really bothers me when people do it on Instagram is when they like have a picture that yeah. they've likely posted before and then it's like some sun destination and they're like, Aruba, take me back. Oh no, I've done that before. It's so infuriating. <laughs> Why is that annoying? It's like a nice picture. Then just post a nice picture. Who is taking them back? Take oh, yourself you're upset back. with the status. Take yourself back. But you're not upset with them posting a like delayed travel well, pic. Well, it's like here, it's no it's November. Everybody's yeah, everybody's cold. Everybody's grumpy. Yeah. And it's like, oh No, I think they're saying like I don't know if they're talking to Aruba as if Aruba would take them back. I think it's like, oh, but yeah, Aruba, so wish I could go back. I'm supposed to buy them a vac vacation? Oh, take you're me back? Yeah, okay. No, I think they're just saying, yeah. You've already gone. I didn't go to Aruba. <laughs> you have so much anger about this. My anger I should be taking their pictures, posting them on my account and saying, hey, why didn't you take, take me, me to Aruba? Jackass. Sorry. Is this a bad time to tell you that I'm going to Cuba for Christmas? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast called Scene Partners. Scene I'm Partners. Christina. Ryan. And we're Scene, Scene Partners. Partners. <laughs> this is a good. show about comedy. And uh, love. Improv. Relationships and TV and movies. And we've never talked about a book. Yeah, you I have. have. Remember I? that book of um, it's a very sad book, but it's about the the writer. Oh right, I forget his name, but it's a great book. Oh, it really, goodness. it was it was actually very good. Um, this is episode four of season two. More importantly, do you think JP missed us while we were gone? Because we usually he, record record pretty like regularly. He didn't write us. He didn't. No. And like we're Facebook friends now, out of force, and he didn't like message or like any of our statuses about New York or like any of our photos. No. So that's something. It's it is what it is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Such a that's hurtful. <laughs> yeah. That's the noise he heard in his head when he didn't have to record yeah, with us yeah. for a couple Just weeks. Lying <laughs> in bed. <laughs> you singing along to that stupid song. Anyways, more important than all of that. Here's the thing that I've noticed about New York coffee shops is there's like a hundred people in every coffee shop independently working on something cool. Like there's an architect next to a screenwriter next to a like model photographer. Everybody's a model. And they're all working away. And then somehow it's like they all realize they're cool, creative people and they start talking to each wow. other and people share tables. And wow. It's like this communal thing. No one talked to me it was like every literally every coffee shop i went to i watched this happen where two people would be working on their laptops independently and then one would look over and be like oh like what Sixth are you working play, on man. yeah or like oh so are you you run a not-for-profit that's planting trees in somewhere yeah, and then they have this that. like amazing conversation about their paths crossing and how they could like help each other in their work and i'm sitting there like ready to go <laughs> i haven't talked to anyone in three yeah. hours i have so many thoughts to share and yeah. no one once had this experience with me was i don't this know why exacerbated that we were at a coffee shop the same time and i didn't sit with you Oh my God. Okay. So Ryan and I go to New York city together. We're sharing a room. We're friends. I thought we are friends. Uh, and then Fact. each, each morning we would separately go to a coffee shop in Brooklyn. Ugh. It's not a big coffee shop. It's very crammed too. So if you get a table, it's like a luxury. And so I arrived an hour before Ryan. Cause once again, we would go separately, which was already kind of weird. And then Ryan shows up and I'm at a table where there's a spot across from me that he could sit. And instead of doing that, he goes and sits with a stranger. He like taps a woman on her shoulder. And he's like, hi, do you mind if I share this table with she you? She was an Instagram model, I'm sure. I'm just saying it was <laughs> bizarre. Uh, yeah, I just felt like we, you know, got a good times together, good times apart. <laughs> I was worried that we would get into a fight and then we would have to like sleep on bunk beds and we'd be it like, it would be tense. So we just didn't talk to yeah. each other instead. It was the healthier <laughs> choice. I think our listeners are worried about us. One listener did say your tension seems to be building. Ah, uh, that was a narrative through last season. I feel like we've kicked it. We've kicked it. But mm -hmm. on the theme of like you're just around creative people, remember when we met an actual composer? 
who yes. became our friend. He, I, I consider him a friend. I think he considers us both very acquaintances. weak acquaintances <laughs> at best. Uh, we met a guy who wrote music for the new Transformers, Transformers movie. movie. <laughs> and he was British and he was just like, it was, was nothing. That's not, That's not what he sounded like. All. He sounded so much sexier than me. He was, he was, had a dreamy voice. I will right? give him that I feel that like much. you didn't acknowledge that. And then I was, I was trying to keep my cool. <laughs> he was like this cool creative type and he was, sh- I'm like very awkward around small people in general. Went, okay. Like I like hover over them and I'm like, I'm a giant. And then to top it off, he had this accent and was a composer. So I just started to minimally talk. Yeah. I don't think I did well at that. I think I talked a lot, but I, I tried to like play it cool. I, yeah. I love that we, we gravitate towards the two British people in our class. And then Christina has this thing where she needs the teacher to like her. That is not true. You have that thing. I don't have that. This is, oh my God. No, we haven't talked about this yet. This is just a real moment. You say that about me every time. I don't care if the teacher likes me or not. I don't think that's true. I never once talked to the teacher. You would wait after class because to try like to, me. yeah, because you were obsessed with him liking you. I wanted to smooth everything. No, over. you didn't. You wanted to get positive reinforcement from him, so you would wait till after class to be like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry about that scene," hoping that he'd be like, "Oh my god, no, Ryan, you're really great," because you really wanted him to like you. I immediately left class every day to try to find some creative types in busy coffee shops. Yeah, so okay. don't try to say I was the one. Okay. But what were you gonna say? No, nothing. It's fine. <laughs> you can you can cut that if you want, but I am not standing for it. I did want him to like me. I know you did, which is fine. But don't say it was me. It was you. Okay. What did you have as an example of me wanting him to like me, though? I don't know. <laughs> um, I one of my questions. This is a legit question for actually. That got too defensive. It was really but... funny. Um, we had this moment where. People knew that we knew each other, but then they didn't. Oh yeah, maybe know this is where my anger is coming from. <laughs> and I was trying to be joking with it, but I feel like it came off really like strong. So somebody was like, "Oh, do you two know each other?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they said, "Were you, are are you two dating?" Uh huh. And I, I feel in hindsight, I reacted so strongly to. No, of course it's, not. You you almost picked up a chair and threw it across the room. It's verbally not, that's what you did. Yeah, I think I just was so surprised uh-huh. that they would ask us. I don't know because uh-huh. I don't feel like we give off couple vibes. No, we definitely don't. I mean, your reaction was less. It was startling how uh, how visceral your yeah. reaction uh, was to that. Okay, off of the New York train for a while. Sure. I have, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't think it had happened previously. I have been asked to do the toughest comedy show of my life. Um, my work has asked me to do stand up at the office Christmas don't party. I said, yes, I oh, didn't know what else to did. say. Yeah. They were so nice. And they're like, Christina, we just hear you're so funny. <laughs> and it'd be so fun. And you know, I love positive reinforcement. So as soon as someone says I'm good yeah. at something, I'm like, sign me up. So you're going to go in front of your office and my whole office. all your comedy is about, I suck at this and I'm not worthy of my boyfriend and I was awkward now in, in high school. Yeah. So it's And like, I have a fingering joke. Oh. Yeah, I can't do that one. So I'm like, do I roast people in the office? <laughs> is that appropriate? I don't know. Hey, Colleen, nice cardigan. <laughs> the library's over there. That's so womp, good. Womp. Can you write the jokes yeah. for me? <laughs> Yeah. I'll give you profiles of everyone I work with. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Do I just do my regular material? Do I write a specific office set? Yeah. I don't. I'm very nervous about it. Are you? Yeah. I mean, stay. Your your office is very progressive. So you could do like you could do um, like political humor. Yes. I'm not very good at that, though. No. I'll work on it. I'm nervous. So I think over the next couple episodes yeah. of the podcast, I'm going to be working through some office material. Like I might just Yikes. do 10 minutes about office supplies. Where are those pens at? Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. That's all I got so far. <laughs> Does anyone else's pen not work after two times? And what about our president? Do you have a president of your own? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. What about our president? I feel like... Uh, they got to do a little bit more righty-righty, <laughs> less talky-talky. 
You're so, you can, it's, it's like you're there. <laughs> my my mom, bless her, she came up to me and she's like, so I don't let my parents see me do improv ever because uh-huh. you're of the time I made eye contact with your dad when I said breast milk. Yeah, it did scar him <laughs> and my relationship and me. with him. It and scarred yeah. everybody. It scarred everyone involved. So uh, for fear of that, making eye contact with my parent when I say something like not even, but just like anything. Yeah. I just don't want to make eye contact with my parents while I'm performing. Um, I, yeah, my mom confronts me and says, your dad keeps coming up to me and saying, I want to give Ryan some new material. So I don't think he understands improv. So we need to come see you. So he understands improv. Just let them come. No, I can't. Oh and, my God. and so it's like, I was like, good. I understand that he doesn't un- like get improv, but it's just, it's not going gonna... to send him an improv textbook instead of just letting yeah, them I see should. their son. They love, I should do Spe- the thing he loves. My parents frame of reference for improv is whose lines it anyway. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, did you know there still are new episodes that come out? Yeah. Doesn't a woman host it now? Charlie from friends. From she dated friends. Ross. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. I vaguely remember this. And I was like, maybe I'll enjoy this now. No, it was so bad. Isn't it just like, they take a woman's purse in the audience and they have to do <laughs> scenes like about lipstick and business cards. But it's so, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yes. But there's also like uh, scenes from a hat. So it's like, like it's all games. It's all short form improv games. Yeah. Like there's no scenes. It's, it's not actually that. So, like, one will be like things you should say or sh- things you shouldn't say at the birth of your child. And then Colin Mockery will walk out and like, it's just like, it's just gag humor. Yeah. It sounds like it would be entertaining for an audience. Adults though. love it. <laughs> adults think like if you're Are a baby, we not adults no, sorry. if you're a baby boomer, <laughs> you uh, think okay. it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, if you're anybody else, you're like, huh. a friend did call me out on being an improv snob the other day. Cause I was saying we were competing in a tournament and I was like, yeah, but it's short form gross. And she's like, I like watching short form. And I went, that's cause you're not an improviser. <laughs> Wow. And she was like, all right, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I mean, that is a little snobby, but I know, it's it true, but it's a little snobby. It was the worst. I'm the worst. Yeah. Um, what else is new with you? I feel like we saw each other for two weeks straight. Hot and heavy. Hot and heavy. I mean, don't tell anyone that. Yeah. <laughs> Where you throw a chair across the room being like, yeah. her? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Never. Uh, but you're good. <laughs> Do you want to hear of something that's going on in the bathroom at my work? Sure. I feel like we need a whole segment for this. Play the music, JP. No, it's not. Ryan has bathroom issues and rage and anger and rage and issue and bathroom rage issues. This is a more like I'm asking Christina for office etiquette segment. Uh, Really? Because I have zero (laughs) office etiquette. But it's about the bathroom. Okay, great. I have some bathroom (laughs) etiquette, I assume. Uh, Ours are all single stall, like closed one bathroom. So we don't have much bathroom etiquette required. Mm, okay. Does that make sense? Like there's no stalls where you have to like communicate with someone else also in the washroom at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I just want to make clear my That would be so much experience. easier. I long for that type of bathroom setup. Okay, but I'm ready to give you advice. I'm going to treat this like a Dear Abby situation. Go ahead. What's your problem, my child? <laughs> I, so, would you... Uh-huh. Is it a faux pas? Here's here's my approach to it. Okay, go ahead. Sometimes when I'm standing at a urinal... Yeah. You probably don't have a ton of urinal experience. Like, limited, yes. Yeah. I've seen one. I feel like I should be able to peruse my phone. Well, standing at the urinal? Yes. Interesting. If people come in to the bathroom while I'm doing that, I feel like for their sake, sometimes other men feel like, oh, that's awkward. And then so I put my phone away. Okay. Do you believe I should be able to do this or not do this? Um, This is I'm looking at JP just for like some sort of advice (laughs) on this situation as I don't use urinals often. So (laughs) interesting. Like you feel like they're uncomfortable seeing you use your phone. Yeah, because I feel like there's this prejudice against like the thing is what pisses me off is this idea that like if my phone's in my hand, somehow I'm going to pee all over it. That's not how urinals work. But I think 
people in their head are like, oh, pee all over his are phone. Are these people that are often touching your phone later in the day? No, it's just like, me. Then I it's feel, just me. I feel like you look the guy square in the eyes and you say, you're never going to touch this phone. And then continue <laughs> on your merry way. Even if they don't say anything. Or but let I feel them like join they, into whatever you're looking at. Like if like, it's a YouTube hey, video, like, yeah. a newspaper article, just yeah. be like, hey, did you see stocks were down? <laughs> JP, what do you think? It's gross and weird. It's gross and weird, but I do it also. Okay, well then that's that could be answer. like a life philosophy. And you know what? I bet that's what these guys are thinking too. <laughs> hey, that's gross and awful, but I do it also. Yeah. That Thank is you. my new life motto. I feel like you could have that as a bumper sticker. It's I, gross yeah. and weird, but I do it too. But I like but I do it also because it kind of flows well. Sure, I'm not a stand-up. That could, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, hey, do you eat craft dinner every day? Yeah, it's gross and it, weird, but I do it also. It's gross and awful, but I do it also. I do it too. Oh, you like I do it too? I also do it. <laughs> we'll workshop yeah. this. Either way, I think that's your answer. I think they're not judging you. They're If they're judging you, they're also judging themselves, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, are you? do you ever walk in when someone's doing it? And no. what do you think? Oh, it's only I, you. I think like, oh man, I that's... I think it would only be weird if you were taking selfies. Like, that's where I would be like, that's strange. <laughs> yeah. Why are they doing this? But if you're just like Googling or online shopping, yeah. I'm like, you do it. Take I mean, the time where you can take the time. I've never taken a selfie well at a urinal, but at the same time. You would? It, I'm not taking a picture of my penis. You know Why what? not? It's, it's a gross safe... and awful, but I would do it also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another segment of Ryan has bathroom issues. <laughs> Yes, he does, ah. and we're solving them one by one <laughs> for his colleagues and himself. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Yikes. boy. Yeah, I, I should ask you. Yeah. What's new with you? Uh, I'm, like, trying to think of things, and there's really, I'm, Did like, so run? embarrassed. Did you no. run your no. marathon? <laughs> no. Because you were talking a big game, <laughs> half marathon Christina. Yep. I think you told people in New York you're running a half marathon. <laughs> I said I was go. Yeah, I did. I think I probably did. Uh, it's this. It's it's this Saturday. Okay, this Saturday. I can run a slow seven k right now. A slow seven like k. Like a real and flat, like a slow yeah. seven k in good conditions. If I've eaten like peanut butter toast like an hour before commencing the run, because either. Peanut butter. You and that sounds like. I just want like that quick carb charge, protein charge, and then quick because it's an hour later. I guess so. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so you're not doing it. No. It's very brave of you to even put your name forward. Here's the thing is I convinced someone else to sign up with me being like, oh, if you're doing this marathon, I'll do it I with you. I would be livid at you. And she's doing yes. it on Saturday. She says it's fine because she's like, I'm proud of myself, but I would be so mad at me. Yeah. Like I, I just... didn't even try. Like I tra- I brought my running shoes to New York being like, and the weather was perfect. It was perfect for running. Yes. If I wasn't going to run there, where would I where run? Where would you run? Did not even look at my running shoes. You you did the equivalent of, hey, let's do a podcast together, release one episode, then drop out. Which, Which like, you didn't to do. To be honest, I'm shocked I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's but you a did very the, Christina thing You to did do. the running equivalent of that. I'm starting a web series. F- for an episode? Uh, yeah, it <laughs> seems like it. I'm so bad at commitment. Mm. This like very kind videographer guy was like, let's do this web series. We filmed the first episode. I think it's good. He thinks it's good. I, I, it's so much work. Yeah. These the, require so much work. Because the word in there is series. It's a series. There's yeah. more than one. I'd even say more than two. I think there's supposed to be at least 10. Yeah. It's if you lot. did three, I could be like, Sure. She did it. That's a very it's minor like, series. It's like when I had a blog and, yeah. and my boyfriend was like, Christina, how about you write a bunch of, of blog entries and then you slowly release them, but like write a bunch yeah, before yeah. you publish it. And I wrote one and published it at midnight and was like, I'm a blogger now. And then I think I published one more and gave yeah. up. I'm a, I'm a bad person. Which like you should be really like I don't think proud you are of a bad me person. that I did this podcast, which I, you do all of the work. But for. I take a very like a uh, personal affirmation that 
you and I are such good friends. You know that people that would confuse us as dating and we podcast together. Could we be any closer? No. Oh my gosh! Should we do it in our next segment? Which is uh, the watching it was <laughs> fuck. Was that funny? <laughs> was that oh. funny? Was it funny? Was it funny or was it not? Was it funny or was it not? Let's find out. You just and called you this segment watching it. Cut it, because <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Any God, regular I listeners? I am back like, on my yeah. A game. Yeah, you are. I am back. I'm feeling strong and energized. I have a surprise. Was that funny for you? That you're going to get mad at me for even raising? What is it? Because it's controversial. Okay. But it it gets to the essence of this. The purpose of this. I hate it already. What do you want to do yours first? <laughs> Just go. Let's get it over with. Okay. Well, we're in New York. Well, <clears throat> while in New York, Christina and I went to go see an improv show. No. Okay. Talk about it. It's fine. Go ahead. I knew you would react that way. No, go. Christina go. and I went to go see an improv show with yeah. two famous people. Like semi-famous. Sem- no, they are still famous. I mean. Okay. Um, who are on the TV show 30 Rock. Yeah, but it's not like it was Alec Baldwin and Tina Fey. It was not Alec Baldwin <laughs> and Tina Fey or Tracy Morgan. No. Um, anyway, but they were semi-regular characters. Yes. They are very good improvisers. Yes. They're very good. Uh-huh. They do a two-man show They're, um, that's different every week, and it's an hour long, mm-hmm. and they do like a variety of scenes. They got a suggestion from the audience that was like religious based. It was like something about church or whatever. Mm-hmm. They did a scene for 15 minutes. For 15 minutes on Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh. Playing two men in the, in South. the South who supported Brett Kavanaugh. And one of them was trying to think of a way to deal with his out of control wife. Who didn't vote for Brett Kavanaugh. Who didn't vote for Trump. Trump. And didn't support Support Brett Kavanaugh, yes. Uh, Yeah, it was was what it was. So what we can say, they were very true to character. So good at object work. So good at object work. That broom work. Oh my gosh, they had a broom. This is probably not interesting for people. (laughs) They had a broom... Like a fake broom. They improvised a broom. And then he put the broom and the dustbin in two different places. And then he used the broom again. But I was like, that dustbin has been sitting over there for like 10 minutes of this very intense scene. And then at the end of the scene, he walked over to where he had mimed putting it and grabbed it and put it in the corner. And I was like, hot damn, that's some object work right there. So I think what what is good about this segment and what I like about it is that it was like so... Difficult to determine if actually what they were doing was funny because the vibe in the room was like so heavy. You could tell the audience was like, my goodness, like how they're talking about this issue, playing these characters from Southern U.S., talking about like the very like much owning these characters own the sexism. Like they're like, yes, this is good that I'm controlling my wife. Like, yeah, it was, they were in very gross characters. It was so uncomfortable to watch. Um. So, I don't know. That's what you wanted to talk about? Oh, was that funny? I see you're saying this is the essence yeah. of the segment. The only thing is, is that the audience hasn't seen this. But I think it uh, raises a broader question of, like, what's the role of improv in these sort of, like, broad... Like, SNL tackles a lot of big issues. Because they're more Ske- political. Sketch comedy tackles bigger issues. Stand-up people tackle these sorts of things. And I think they come up in improv. But I do think there is a... I don't know. To me, improv is like a follow the fun thing. So was it good improv in a technical sense of they like committed to characters who had strong point of views and did they do good object work and did they have like a a plot? Sure. But that's just not the improv I want to see. Yeah. Like I don't. And I don't know if anyone. No, and I don't know if anyone goes to see improv for those moments. And also, I don't think they were critical. Like they created this world that was very like true to reality yeah. but it, they didn't challenge that reality they just played out the a reality scene and of then, two trump supporters who support kavanaugh and want to challenge their wife's opinion and then they left it at that and then they left it at that so i was like maybe this scene would be worthwhile if there was a, f- a flip yeah where one of the characters actually really and one of them started to challenge it but not great 
Um, and then they all died, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the wife. <laughs> Even like a lot <laughs> of people died. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to come out with my rating on that was it wasn't funny and it made me feel uncomfortable and kind of like I don't like improv like that. Yeah. <sighs> no, I don't think I do either. Uh, I was really fine because then I went to use the l- washroom, the ladies washroom. Was, you going to say something with L and I was like, is she going to say Lou? I went because to go use, I do hang out with a British composer now, so I could totally use <laughs> the word Lou. too much. Uh, no, it was the ladies' washroom, and someone had scrawled on one of the stalls. Oh, I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but something like, this is what happens when two men who were vaguely famous in 2006 do improv and people are forced to laugh. And I Some, was like, yeah. so good. Or like do mediocre improv yeah. and people are forced to laugh. Because to me, the actual substance of it was very problematic if i just looked at it technically from an improv standpoint like, sure wow they are clearly trained improvisers who yeah. have done improv for years and years they know each other really well they can anticipate each other's moves they had good callbacks they had good cuts whatever but the actual plot of it i was like you're not you're just reinforcing this narrative I that we I don't need sweating. to talk about I was, yeah you were very nervous yeah. I just started to look down and i bought skittles so i think i ate some <laughs> skittles um on a lighter note um, you inspired me to watch James Bond. Why? I said they were bad. Yeah, I just wanted to. Oh no. I just want to say they're so bad. They're so bad. The last Roger Moore one that he does, I forget what it's called, like some bullshit. He's 61 and the woman is like mid twenties. Yeah. He's 61 and he just kind of like lumbers around the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only four in because I like it yeah. takes weeks for me to watch the next one. And at this point, I'm like, why am I watching these? Yeah. They're so bad. We've come a long way from we're watching one that was like 1983 or something. Uh-huh. No, 1987. And uh, James Bond slaps his assistant's butt. Oh. And it's like not even it's not even like, oh, that's They're inappropriate. Like entirely she, she's un- like into it. Oh, to like now Daniel Craig being like James Bond is a misogynist and I hate him. Yeah, like literally he the dialogue has changed a lot and it's wonderful, but the old ones are painful. They're really gross. They're bad. Yeah. They are bad news. I think I'm gonna switch from watching those to watch because I really like to watch series of movies, so it takes the thinking out of picking a movie, which is I think why we got on the James Bond train. But now I think we're gonna go on the Lord of the Rings train, which I had seen before, but I don't remember them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I think they're good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like life, death, love, loss. Okay, mine is a more lighthearted choice. Can I just say, there's a scene where James Bond in the last one, Spectre, has a drill bit drilled into his brain. And he's like, he's fine. Yeah, no, they make no sense. Also, the first James Bond, what's his name? Sean Connery. He is a horrible secret agent. Hello, Kitty. No, that sounds nothing I like. <laughs> that sounds money penny. Fetch my car. That sounds <laughs> no. That nothing, <laughs> nothing like. Remember, Sean I was in a scene with like our the, the British people we met, and you tried to and do and a, British a British accent, and they're like, no, "No, that's not it." It was so bad. <laughs> do it again. What was it? Oh, I forget. Oh God, it was anyway. So bad. Lord of the Rings, Frodo. Oh, right. I'm going to watch those. Okay, what doesn't make me angry, and which I highly recommend. You were watching a show like crazy when we were in New York. Superstore. JP, have you seen Superstore? Okay. Like, objectively. He made a face like, no. No, but I will. <laughs> or, no. I hate all. Oh, my God. They're bringing. He just his hands up like, quit fucking including Leave me in this stupid me podcast. Leave I wonder if we're the only podcast uh, that records here that, like, tries to pull him in on He's like, weird. why are you involving me? like, leave me. me alone. I'm doing my banking. Uh. Um. Okay, where was I? Sorry, I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts. I'm back on my A game. Okay, two things. One, A Christmas Prince. They're making a sequel. Shut Everyone, up. get ready. Buckle up. We're doing this together. I feel like we should watch it together. No. And just do a podcast about it. That's that's actually not a bad idea. Okay, let me know. I'm free. It um, has um, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. A Christmas, what is yeah, happening? It's an excellent film. Okay, that's not what I want to talk about. In New York, I binged the three seasons of the show Superstore starring America Ferreira and that's the only famous person I can think of in it. 
And it's really good. It's about these people that work at sort of like an equivalent to a Walmart called Cloud Nine. Is it called Superstore? No, That's- it's called Cloud Nine. So I don't know why the show's not. Maybe just to make it clearer to the audience of what they're getting. <laughs> this in. is a store. <laughs> that is great. Um, and it's just about their lives and their interactions in the workplace. It's super goofy and pretty slapstick, but you fall in love with all the characters. And then they do these bits in between scenes where it's just people in the cloud nine store doing weird things like customers, like trying a soda and then putting the cat back on and putting it back and walking Mm. away. So it has a very like improv feel to it. Like it's very goofy and has bits. It's like divided into bits every episode. Watch it. Love it. I dated a girl who worked at American Eagle I used to love American 50% Eagle. off clothing. I'm just telling you. Hey, and yo. she, uh, there'd be people that like return pants that have been like just destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, a uh, Christmas Prince returning November 30th. Um, the story ended with a dramatic New Year's Eve proposal and the sequel will likely pick up with the wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's gonna be good. The same writers who Thank created the original God. film are also yeah writing so. gold yeah. right there. Uh, um, so no, my suggestions are uh, to mentally and emotionally and physically prepare for a Christmas Prince two. Yeah. Um, to listen to Off Book, okay. the podcast, and to watch Superstore because it's very funny and just a little bit joyful. But they also cover uh, stuff around class issues and unionizing the workplace. And like health coverage, like some political issues. It's a good show. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Okay. Um, when is that sequel to like that um all the boys I've loved before? Is that actually are they doing that? I think so. Okay. I think they're ugh, that's such have you watched it yet? Yeah, that guy's eyebrows. My oh goodness. my god. I follow him on Instagram. Babe alert. See, that's a guy I'm like, I get that you're attracted to him. Yeah. There's like Who's that one super dorky guy that you were like? He was Ben Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, like come I can't believe on. I knew who it was because he's such a stud <laughs> muffin that it's hard for me to see him as a dork. But what a hottie! What's his name in the show? Not Ben Schwartz. Eyebrows. Peter McKibley. <laughs> <laughs> Something like Peter that. Centineo. That's not it no. At that's all. Noah Centineo. Oh my god! This is ridiculous. Yes. Peter Kavinsky. Peter Kavinsky. That's so close to McKibley. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Okay, so uh, we had a we had a birthday party for a friend. Yeah, brag. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend with birthdays. Okay, Suck it. <laughs> brag. So I feel tense because you, you and JP have been bonding for the last hour, and I feel isolated. Yeah. Do you remember? Resentful. I okay. I was going to tell you another story, but me saying "suck it" reminded me of. Do you remember when boys would tell girls to suck it? Yeah, I had no idea what it meant. Nobody but, did. And then they'd do that action. Yeah, the boys like didn't have an that, idea. Yeah. They, oh, they didn't know what it meant. No, I didn't. I didn't know what that stuff was. What fr- was the woman equivalent to it? Was there one? <laughs> like bite it. Eh. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if this is good. Uh, anyway, so anyway, I I had this really like I had a really like stupid bunch of idiot people that I went had like grade four, five, six with. Yeah, where that was like quite predominant to say suck it, suck it, suck it. And there was like this meeting called at my small town school, and the the principal called everybody all together, and the parents came. And it was about how, like, that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. And then one of the moms said, um, are all the boys doing this at recess? And literally the pr- principal in front of all, like, my friends that I was, like, awkward and trying to fit in with said, yes, all the boys except for Ryan. And he pointed at me. And my mom burst into tears and because she's, like, happy. She's like, yeah. oh, thank goodness my son's not a shithead. Yeah. And she's, like, crying. And I'm just like... In a weird way, I was like embarrassed because I was like, oh, I want to be with like the dudes. Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just so like, it was the most like. Your mom was so proud. She was very of proud, you. but I felt very like torn. Like, do I want to be like doing this thing or do I want to make my mom proud? And then I, I did, I, I like, I was happy with it now, but in at the time, it was like my grade six friends were like, man, 
Loser. Loser. Your mom's just yeah. sobbing. <laughs> it's like a very like traumatic moment. This is like, so I don't know if this is the case for your high school, but in grade 12 after prom, there was something called the wet grad where it was organized <laughs> by the parents and the cops knew about it, that they had buses waiting after prom. You'd like go home and change and then you'd come back and they would have put uh, garbage bags over all the windows of the buses. And then they bust the students out to the middle, like this farm in the middle of nowhere. And then it's like this organized social where people can drink. But it's been like there's parent chaperones, there's food, and then people drive you home. And so as part of it, you're allowed a certain amount of alcohol. And the parent had to like bring deliver your alcohol to this person's house like two days before the event and you're allowed like a six pack of beer, a <laughs> bottle of wine, or like a certain amount of hard liquor and soda. All of that? No, like you, one. If I had a six pack of beer, a bottle of wine, and then, oh, and some hard liquor. And some hard, no, you're allowed one or the other. <laughs> and so, but I really want, and they would, you'd have to drop off your parents. You grew up in like <laughs> Texas. You had to drop off, like your parents had to go with you, you dropped off the yeah. alcohol you were going to have and the permission slip. And so I wanted to go to the wet grab, but I didn't drink. And so we still had to go deliver the uh, permission slip to these people's house. So it was like a long lineup of parents and they're like eight, 17 year old kids holding like cases of beer or wine or like a thing of rum. And then just me and my mom holding a six pack of Coca-Cola oh. and my permission slip. And in one sense, it was really sad and embarrassing because I just was not cool. But on the other hand, my mom looked so proud of me. I bet. And I went to that wet social. I didn't have a lick of liquor. Not a lick of liquor. I don't like that it's called the wet grad. Wet grad. That sounds gross. And the whole thing was that people in grade 11 would try to crash it by Mm. trying to find it. But it always kind of changed farms. And they, again, like blacked out the buses. So you had no idea where you were. But at like three in the morning, people would like come out of the bushes being like, we found it. Really, if they just would have committed themselves to drinking alcohol in a back alley. You know, they would have been fine. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'm never told. One day we'll do a whole segment on how weird my high school was. I think that'd be great. Like, did you in grade 12 kidnap all of the other people in your school and then zip tie them to a fence along the highway and throw sardines at them? Because we did. Yeah, no. It was No, we didn't do that. A wild Your high time. school is crazy. There just wasn't a lot to do. I like that you guys were like, it's like, yeah, these people are going to get shit faced, but we want to control it. Control it made it. total sense. Yeah, I guess. And the police were like, this makes more sense to us than trying to find like eight different parties. We know everyone like you had to get a DD home because you didn't know where you were. Yeah. So there's parents up. I think the party went from like 11 p.m. until 5 a.m. And every 40 minutes they would drive people home. Yeah. And so it was like safe. The worst part is I got driven home at like 3 a.m. So sober, like yeah. a little caffeinated from yeah, my six pack of coke. <laughs> You're going into like, diabetic shock so from all the coke. And they had to, it was a rule that they had to call the parent when they were driving the kid off because some of the kids were so drunk that it was like, we need to make sure they get into their house. Yeah. And uh, which is funny to think of now because it was like <laughs> six beers people come down. Uh I guess people probably, I bet you people snuck things in. They for sure did. I am just realizing Uh, that. I didn't break many rules as a youth, if that probably surprises you, but I was pretty like straight edged. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to bring back bite it. But but I don't think that was ever a thing. (laughs) I don't think that was, I was a grade seven woman at one point and I I never said bite it. Okay. Should we welcome our guest? Yeah, we should. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Oh, could you imagine if one day we had paid sponsors? So in between our segment and the guest, it's like, hey. Are you sick of making meals? Do you want a meal directly Don't delivered? Say the company though, because we want them to have to pay us. To yeah, we want them to like compete for, for our, our 150 business. listeners. There's a, a number of them that could really. Anyway, we have a guest here. Thanks for coming. Um, Thanks we for have me. in our studio David Haddad. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Um, you are a auto stand up. Yeah. Um, and how? Let Let's do the the basics. Let's get this out of the way. How and we'll did, go from there. Was it? How did you get into it? How long have you been doing it? What's the basic? 
I'm learning how to interview as we go. Yeah, let's let's do the like. How did you get into comedy, and what's yeah, what brought you? Um, I've been doing it for just under two years. Awesome. Um, and I did. I got into it. I was taking a script writing course at Algonquin College. Oh, cool. And I met uh, three other comics there: uh, Kennedy Ryan, Daniel Araya, and Andrew Womble. Okay, so One of Kennedy those has been a guest. The Kennedy, other two would love to have them. Okay, and yeah, Kennedy's been a guest. She was fantastic. Oh. Cool. Yeah, I know they were in my class and like literally I'd been obsessed with stand up for ever and like I'm from Moncton, New Brunswick Kay. and uh, until recently there was no like clubs there and Kay. no scene or anything. So I just like through podcasts were just like nerd out about comedy and then I was just like listening to them talk and like hearing like comedy words and be yeah, like, I yeah. know what that means. And I yeah. got super excited. And then what's an example of a comedy word? Literally the sentence I remember hearing was, did you hear Greg is opening for Tig? And I was like, I know exactly what that means, except for who Greg is, but it was Greg Houston. But you knew Tig Notari. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And then just like, Oh, like, uh, what's your like five for tonight? And like, yeah. Punchline. <laughs> yeah. There's a comedy. Like, uh, tags. I learned what tags was. <laughs> that took me a while. Yeah. So your, your intro into comedy is the exact, opposite of Christina's who's just like I don't know what comedy is but I'm gonna do this funny thing and you, where describe do you get your, your comedy yeah. like what, do you, what what style is it where do you get your inspiration from uh, I find that such a hard question um, <laughs> I don't know I um, as far as like content like I I was talking to someone about this before. I feel like when you like break down what comedy is sometimes it ends up being like really similar topics. Like, yo, I talk about like my job and my relationships mm -hmm. and like I talk a lot about my sexuality and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, those are basically the main things. And then, yeah, then I try to do it somewhat differently than the other people talking about those things, hopefully. so. Okay, so you've been doing stand-up in Ottawa now for two years? Just like two years in January. Two years in January. And what have you, like, how have you seen yourself grow in the scene over the past two years? Um, I've just, like, tried to be around as much as possible and, like, yeah, yeah and be around, get to know everyone, and then, yeah, slowly get more and more shows. And I try to perform as much as possible, like, Several, like at least a couple times a week, if I can, like as many times a month as I can, and yeah. And do you see yourself getting more like comfortable on stage and like looser? Is your material developing in unique ways? Yeah, I think so. I feel a lot more loose. Um, like just recently, I felt a lot more comfortable with crowd work, and like oh. yeah, it's <laughs> so bad. It's really hard and rough sometimes, but uh, yeah, lately I've been like a little less scared to just start like picking random people and asking them stuff and then kind of just trying to dick around with them based off that. And I don't understand what it is That's another comedy term. Crowd work. <laughs> I, and I also, someone called this me on this. It's like uh, that PBS, like, I'm just a bail. It's a, like, <laughs> I don't know what that what is. What is crowd work? Oh, my God. Um, oh, the cartoon. Yeah. Yes, okay. Keep going. Um, I forgot that crowd work is a very comedy term, which I'm pretty proud of myself for forgetting that. That means I'm in it. Yeah, uh, But I was opening for a comedian a couple months ago, and he came up to me in the green room, and he was like, hey, Christina, can I offer you a tip? And here's the thing about being a woman in the comedy scene is that happens a lot. <laughs> and a lot of the time, it's super useful and constructive, but like a lot of the time, it's also just dudes being dudes and so yeah. I like constantly like get my spine up and I'm like yeah sure what's up he's so <laughs> nice he was like Christina I'm just gonna say like stop saying hey guys I'm gonna do crowd work and that, that's all of my crowd work now and he was like they don't know what you're talking about and it also takes it out that it's like if you're good at crowd work it almost seems like you're doing material yeah. because it's like seamless yeah and he's like but the moment you're like let's get back to some crowd work. <laughs> and I was like, good point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Crowd work is so mortifying. Yeah. It's, it's like we can talk to people in real life. And then when you're on stage and you have a conversation with someone, it's like, I forget <laughs> I'm a robot. Yeah. I'm well, like, what I, do I can't do? talk to people in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, that was a stretch. <laughs> but no. Okay. I mean, that's a good, like, that's a good segue. Like, do you find your, like, you find your voice or are you more comfortable on, on stage? Like, for a lot of people, I've said this before, Jerry Seinfeld's this joke that what's your number one fear? People say public speaking. Mm -hmm. Number two fear, people said death. And this joke is people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. Yeah, yeah. And, but for comedians, often you're like, oh, I want to be on stage. Yeah, I definitely, I feel pretty comfortable on stage now. And like I, um, I've been performing music for like 12 or 13 years okay. so I've been like pretty stage comfortable for a really long time um it's definitely way different um but I know how to 
I know how to eat shit on stage and just kind of roll with it. Like I've yeah. been doing that since I was like 15. So <laughs> that was like pretty helpful getting into comedy because I knew, I don't know. I think that is a big fear. People get on stage and they're scared of like, oh, well, if like I don't get laughs or if they don't like me, like do you just like explode? Like what happens, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, that happens a lot in amateur comedy. Yeah. Like the amount of people who aren't capable of eating shit and just being like, all right. That yeah. wasn't my night is yeah. like very high. Yeah, yeah. And you literally me. just have to like roll with it. Like you have no chance. You're like, oh, okay. Like wasn't my night or like yeah. that joke doesn't work. Like move on. Like just tuck and roll is what I tell myself all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. So we have crowd work. Like in terms of how awkward it can be, um, we were watching an improv set and there's this group that goes out and gets <gasps> dating stories from the audience. Okay. And I won't tell the girl's story. It was it was so dark. She managed if you're checking boxes, she managed to make managed to make fun of a guy with mental clear illness. mental health issues. She alluded to a crime of um, maybe like statutory rape. Yeah, Ooh. and then talked about Sandy Hook. All all three and in a one and a half minute time span. <laughs> and the improv group is like, okay. And they have to do a forty five minute song song. <laughs> <laughs> One song. Sandy Hook. Oh, no. no, it was so awkward. The audience was 45 like, 45 minute scene off of first off. Yeah. Whoa. So, it anyway, was crowd work. So, case in point, crowd work can go real bad. Yeah. It yeah. can. She, oh, I hated her so much. <laughs> I also had a great story. And I was like, damn it. This yeah. could have been mine. <laughs> What what are you looking for out of out of this? Are you what like are your goals? Are you like bigger and better? I want to go to Toronto. I want to do more. Or what? yeah, no, that's like pretty much exactly it right now. Okay. Like I mean, the way I look, I try to look at it like a like a year by year plan. So I just try to get like that's a, a good idea. We should really <laughs> think about that. What? <laughs> I just try to like sort of gauge my growth. Like I again, it's only been two years, but like even from like when I started to now, I try to look at like what I've done since then. Yeah. Like I still have all my old recordings from my first year that I'll go and listen to and oh, cringe hard. at really hard. Um, and, but I can look at those and then look at what I got now and be like, why did I think that joke worked? And you kind of see how yeah. things grow. And, and then, yeah. So eventually like after I, I find Ottawa is like a really cool, like uh, kind of like an incubator. Hmm. Like, Cause everyone's so like, well, not everyone, but a lot of people are very warm and welcoming. Yeah. So it's like a really cool place to like just kind of grow, I think. Um, but then eventually I'd like to go to Toronto and then try it out there. It sounds terrifying. I it hear, sounds horrible. Yeah. I hear about so many people that go, they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so, like they were like featuring in Ottawa all the time. Then they went to Toronto and now they don't do comedy anymore. <laughs> yeah. That happens a lot. Yeah. Because you can't get stage time. No, you can get a lot of stage time. But right like here. Shitty stage time. Yeah, it's okay. like really bad open mics that it's just the you and a bunch of comics. Like other comics. They're just waiting to get on. They're not listening. They don't give a shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Whereas here, I find every like there's three weekly indie shows in Ottawa, and everyone is there's a lot of comics at them, but one comics are really supportive for the mm -hmm. most part and are offering constant feedback whether you want it or not. <laughs> and two, now for some crowd work. <laughs> okay, he was right. He was really nice. Also, he's like done just for laughs. I should have. Just listen to him from the gift <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's like one time this will be our last story and then we'll do some improv. But one time David and I were on a show together <laughs> and it was at a yucky, like it was at yeah, a comedy club. I was talking about the show last night. And uh, we didn't realize what we were coming into, but they had booked out the whole club for a business frosh week, mm -hmm. like the Yikes. University of Ottawa business frosh students, but only it was like the dry social event and everyone else was off to Quebec to drink. So there was like what? maybe 18 sober yeah. 18 year olds. Oh. And they had mixed up like the time, like a bunch of times too. So like not all the people that were showed going up. showed up. It and was horrible. I was hosting yeah. it and it was like, and the worst is like, you guys all got to go on and just do bomb. Like not a single person succeeded. <laughs> no, I don't no, think like everyone bombed. And, and you had to keep going back up. I had to keep bomb going over back and over up. again. Bomb over. I think I got them once. I got them once to laugh, and I was yeah. like, well, my job here is done. Yeah. At <laughs> one point, you were just, I remember you were just sort of like leaned back in a chair, just like, <laughs> just so like, what are we talking about? What <laughs> Yeah, so Christine has this aura of like I'm I'm this like accomplished stand up, and then really she's just sitting in a chair on stage. Like, I'm a piece what of is shit. this? Um, oh we're gonna do gosh. something really cool with you. Yes. that we haven't done yet. Um, You're gonna. This is entirely stolen from a podcast, Improv for Humans. It's a very big podcast. Thank yeah, you for I'm, this idea. They'll be fine. <laughs> okay. um, but Dave is gonna play a song yeah. that he's written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're gonna do a scene off of it. We are. Okay, so we have to be like. 
Thinking. Thinking and listening. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, right I'm going to take a picture of the little Yeah. Cool. So okay. something like this. Yeah. Let's see if I can hear it. Oh, you're here. Yeah. We good? Do it. Cool. Do you want any, like, like preamble yeah, about well, the song? Yeah. David, like, what, tell us about the song. But not too much about the okay. song. Yeah. It's just about, uh, I guess it's just about uh, alcoholics, I guess. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. That. That's all we need. Okay, let's be hear fun it. Fodder. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. It's called uh, Had Enough. some improv i <laughs> what are you ready I, yeah I'm, I'm ready yeah go ahead <clears throat> carla i'll tell you when i had enough okay i'm fine listen you've sung karaoke like seven times carla, tonight the crowd is begging me to sing it okay no they're not yeah no, they're i not. can hear them Brit- i can hear them one more song one more song one more song Brittany. yeah what? Your, your fiance left. Oh my God. It's your fiance fine. Chuck. Chuck. His name's Chick Chuck. <laughs> he left. That's He's gone. his problem. He's like always causing drama. Like I want to marry him, but I'm kind of like, do I want to marry him? Because he's holding me back. Okay. He left after the sixth song and then you kept singing. Like you just need, you need to, your, your wedding is so close. And you guys are so good for each other. Oh, my God. If we were meant to get married, he would have stayed for my seventh song, a.k.a. my encore. Maybe. Yeah. yeah he, he came over to me. He just said it was too much. I. Oh, my God. Chick Chuck needs to chill out. No, no. His name's Chuck. I call him Chick Chuck. It's- Chick Chuck. How many Chick Chucks does it take to Chuck Chuck a Chick Chuck a wood? 
Chick, chicky, 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 chick. Are you, I should do another song. No, 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 no. I, it looks like. Kate, no, get your hand out of the toilet. I won't. Oh. I like it. And my hands were hot from holding the microphone. Carla, you're being a jerk. I'm your best woman. Uh, maid of honor. I'm your maid of honor. You are my best woman. I'm here to like protect you. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm just like so focused on the wedding and my concert that. You, no, no, no. You don't have a concert. That's this the is thing. kind of like my concert though. Cause everyone just wants to see me. Remember when Brad went up and did that angry song war and then yeah. everyone was like, bring Britney back, bitch, bring Britney bitch back, bring bitch. Nobody said that. I, I think heard- they were saying, Britney, why did you call me a bitch? I heard it differently. I'm fine. I'm excited to get married to Chick Chuck. I like might have quickly kissed the bartender, but it's like, who cares? And I feel good. And it's just like you're judging me all the time, Carla. And I'm so sick of it. We're going to cut to Chick Chuck and Brittany sneaking a peek at each other before the wedding. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, babe. I'm livid. I'm so, this is like the happiest day of my life. That was the worst bachelor, bachelorette combo party we've ever had. I tried to tell had. you that combining them is a horrible idea. No one should do it, but you wanted to do it and it's fine because we're over it. We're over it. I told you about the brief affair I had with the bartender. I told you about how song eight, I got a little physical with the guy in the audience we loved it. And we're past that. And now it's the happiest day of our life, Chick Chuck. You wanted to... S- you know that's my pet name for uh, you. You asked that guy in the audience to sing Ebony and Ivory with you. Yeah. He's from Spain. I. That reference is over my head, uh, Chick Chuck. Stop trying to make me feel dumb on the happiest day of my life. I need to know. I'll tell you anything. If anything, this combined bachelor bachelorette party, though had some flaws, showed how open in communication I'm willing to be. If I cheat on you, I'll tell you. Please don't. Don't cheat on me and don't tell me. Okay, then I won't say what happened earlier. It's fine. Cut to what happened earlier. Hello, pastor. Uh, these are my chambers. I know. It's just my, it's the happiest day of my life. Are you here for communion? I'm here to commune something. Cut back to Chick Chuck. I didn't. I shouldn't have told you. you I'm sorry. What you did just you, what said, were you don't wanting tell you. to commune with him? Oh, do you want me to tell you that part? You should. You just said you're going to tell me everything. Okay, let's cut back to the chamber. Um, I've. I want to commune your penis with my body. Oh my goodness! I, you, you told asked him. me what I wanted to commune. That's Father Mc. McDerry. Well, now we've known him. He married my parents. He's quite old. He's not going to know how to take that. Is he okay? He's okay. He just yelled, "Who's your daddy?" A lot. Cut and to the hospital. Down. Father, I'm so sorry. He's dead now. He said a few things on his deathbed that, uh, as doctor, I can't repeat in the in no, my operating room. No, please tell us. We need to know. Brittany, I don't think you want this audience to know. Doctor, tell us what he said. Brittany, he suggested you wanted to commune his penis with your body. As if he's saying it, it to- we did commune. And he said, tell me who's your daddy. And then he passed out. I assumed he was still breathing. So I went to make things right with Chick Chuck. Then we found out he died. He ruined the happiest day of my life. I'm now not married to Chick Chuck because this fucker died. And so here I am. His widow is here too. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I assumed he wasn't married except to the Lord, and I'm fine with him cheating on the Lord with me. I had no idea he was married. That's on me. That's a bad for Brittany. And scene. Right. <laughs> that was weird. Um, did that do your song any justice? Yeah, that was better than any song I could ever write. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just put it to music, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let um, us know. Anyway, David, thank you so much thank for joining us. Thank you for coming. That was fun. We really appreciate you coming by. I want to do the song thing again. We need more musical friends. I also never get to play drunk characters, so that was fun. <laughs> it was a Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney reference. What was it? But he's from Spain thing. Is that a thing? Oh, fuck. <laughs> 
Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop-Up Podcasting, featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan, recorded by J.P. Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Haidless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. I just flew back from New York and my arms are tired. That's your intro. When I asked you if you had an intro, that's what you had in mind. Uh, That's what you want to open 